Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. It's me, Stella Ray Herself. Don't forget to post a screenshot of this to your story or a cute little aesthetic. Y'all have really been coming through with the aesthetics. This girl posted one of like her on her walk and then she had like taken a screenshot and embedded it in the photo and it was just like the best thing I've ever seen. Like I love a good IG story. Seriously, you know, like there's some people that just have really good Instagram stories (laughs) and like I don't know. It's just like some people, you know, like to take photos more than others or like, I don't know. But there's just like certain people I know, like not, they're literally like randoms, like not influencers, just like your everyday people. But they just be having the best stories, like best as in aesthetically pleasing. It's like, damn, y'all. <laughs> um, why do I want to say interior designers? Graphic designers? Because some people, it's just, like, whatever. You know, bros that just post little sports things. And then, like, they use the Comic Sans font. And it's just kind of like, okay, maybe there's some tea on there. But it's not, like, aesthetic. But, like, an aesthetic. I just love that. I don't know. Instagram would really be trash without stories. Um, Also, did y'all hear the tea of, like, Instagram's no longer, according to them, no longer a picture-sharing app. Which, like, okay, we've been new. (laughs) Um, but I was watching this, fuck, I wish I remembered her name, but this girl on TikTok was talking about how they should have, like, just gone with the photo thing, because that's why so many people loved Instagram, you know, and they really fumbled their own bag by just, like, trying to be every other app, like, even with stories, it was, like, they were trying to be, like, Snapchat, now they're trying to be, like, TikTok, like, they're just trying to do everything else it's like bro people just want to be cute and post photos like why are you making it so hard for people to do that it's just ew ugh whatever um so yeah um i speaking of tiktok i posted a tiktok this isn't like a topic of the day or anything but i literally was just looking at it so i wanted to say I posted a TikTok just being like, why do bitches hate on bitches? Why do people hate on bitches who get surgery? Like, what do you expect? Like, do you think I'm going to be like, you're so right. Let me go get this undone. Like, the surgery's been done. Like, what is your point? You want me to just feel bad? And someone someone commented, like, BBLs are a pandemic. So I had to be like, a, a pandemic? <laughs> like, it's just... I don't know. It's not like I'm, like, living my life every day. Like, let me clap back at people who hate on BBLs. But (laughs) I know I talked about it last week. All I've got to say is, like, my life has only improved. So that's not saying that it's, like, um, something I would recommend or, like. But, you know, it's, like, who cares? It's, like, if you don't want to, don't. Anyway. It's like, nobody can really tell me shit. Also, if you're wondering how I got this bruise, I literally don't know. 
Like, it's not like a hee-hee. Like, it's literally, like, I don't know. And not that I was even, like, drunk. Like, I just literally don't know. Like, did someone grab me? I got a little taste of Leo season antics this weekend. And I had a good time. So it makes me a little scared for this Leo season. because I don't know. We'll see. Honestly, like, I don't know. Back to reality, though. Um, and I'm really excited. I think actually the day that I'm posting this, I'm going back home. So it's like a good way to end cancer season. And then I'll come back and it'll be my birthday. My birthday is really at the start of Leo season, which I think is why, even though my birthday's in July, I think I prefer August because it's like basically, a f- it just feels like more full Leo season vibes. I don't know. July still feels like we're settling, at least for me. We're settling into the summer. And I just remember as a kid, too, like, we would get out of school, like, mid to end of June. I think, like, mid-June. Like, the last day of school would be, like, the 12th or, like, the 14th or something. So, like, beginning of July, you still are kind of, like, getting into the groove of, like, okay, it feels like summer now. I don't know. At least for me, some people get it, got out of school, like, way later. So, maybe you're like, no, July is my prime. But for me, it's, like, after my birthday always feels more, like antics I I also saw someone say like this summer's not hitting like everyone claimed it would and I just it's like I want to say yes but then I'll like look through my snap memes and I'll be like oh my god no I'm lit like it's really the classic like I know I've talked about it before I know you can probably relate but like just the romanticization of the past and Something will have literally been two weeks ago, and I'm like, wow, I missed that. Like, wow, that was such a good night. Like, I just missed those vibes. (laughs) So I gotta, like, stay in the moment. It's hard, though. Anyway, um, so I've been watching The Sopranos, like, finally. And uh, it's like a book. (laughs) No. I was like, which, which is my next topic? But there was a quote, and I forget who the quote is by. I feel like I've heard this before, though. But I literally wrote it down because I was like, this is literally like I've never related more. It's like a quote by someone. Let me actually look it up. It's like Madame someone. Madame de Stahl. So now you know. One must choose in life between boredom and suffering. Bitch. Literally the most true thing I've ever heard. Because last week... That's why I'm so glad I went out this weekend, because last week, especially, I just felt so, like, in the house, bored, but then it's like, you know when you're bored and you, like, nothing sounds good? I think that's kind of, like, what boredom is, to be honest, because it's like, if you're not bored, even if you're not doing anything, you could find something to do, because you're, like, in the mood to do something, but when you're just, like, bored and, like, ew, I just hate that, because then I'm just, like, in a bad mood, so why would I want to do something if I'm in a bad mood? But then it's like, okay, nothing's bad. But I'm just like, it's like nothing in a bad way it feels. But then it's like, okay, then you go out and have tea and then you're stressed out and you just want to go home. So like, do you choose boredom or do you choose suffering? That's literally so true. Um, So I just want to share that. And then I know there's like another quote. I forget what it was. I don't know if it's like a Buddhist quote or some. I don't know. But something about like, not specifically no news is good news but like basically that kind of same vibe 
Isn't it crazy that your brain can just like create so many problems for you? And it's like, bro, literally everything is fine. Like, God bless. Grateful. But then it's like, yeah, let me just like have anxiety about everything for no reason. Like, what the fuck? Um, let me know if you can relate. It's like when you're just like not doing anything and then like a TBT hits you up. You're like, oh my God, should I go hang out with them? And you're like, no, I ha- I need to be strong. I need to have, I need to have high standards. But then you're like, oh my God, I'm so bored. <laughs> That's like, yeah, bro, it's fucking hard. Like, but I will say especially in situations like that, like, even though you may be bored, bitch, in that case, choose the boredom, because it's so much better to be bored and ultimately proud of yourself for staying strong and not, you know, lowering your standards or breaking your boundaries or hanging out with a disgust. Um, it's so much better to feel proud of yourself for, like, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not for me. Um, with that being said, that's kind of another topic I wanted to discuss today. It keeps looking like I'm picking this book up and the book is the topic. No, I'm just trying to get it the fuck out of the way. Actually, it's called Bruja. Bro, this... I wasn't even going to mention the brews, but now it's just like so potent. Also, I am getting more Botox this week. Maybe I'll vlog it. Um... I'm going to get into the topic in a second. But I, I mean, it's not like I'm ever going to tell anyone to do anything. But if you've been thinking about it, and also everyone reacts differently. But I feel like for me, I'm so glad that I did it. I think, you know, at least for the next few years, I'll probably just get it twice a year as, you know, just preventative. And I actually saw a TikTok where this dermatologist, esthetician, an RX... I don't know. But this lady was talking about how getting Botox is kind of like, um, what is it, a bell curve? So, like, in your early 20s or in your 20s, you know, you just get a little bit and it goes a long way. It's just, you know, prevent prevention, just not letting those lines, like, really sink in. And obviously, like, SBF, retinol, all of that. And then, like, in your 30s, 40s, that's when you get, like, the most. And then as you get older than that, like, again, less is more. Um... So yeah, I honestly really like it and as it's because it usually you're not supposed to go every 6 months. But I'm like I w- I kind of want to give my muscles like a somewhat of a rest in between. Um but I definitely notice a difference now that it's been like almost I can't remember when I went. It must have been January or February, I think. So, it has it's maybe been 6 months, maybe 5, I don't know. Um, but I definitely felt like my face was, like, more snatched. So, I might ask. Because this time around, I just got it in my forehead and, like, a little bit on my eyes and then, like, in between my eyebrows. That's great. Um, so I might ask about, like, other places to get. But I just want to, like, set myself up and I had no bad reaction or anything. 
Um, so obviously if you're interested in it, like do your research, but it's just one of those things I felt that it's like, okay, if I didn't like it, I just, I didn't have to give it again. Like it's not permanent. Um, filler. I am a little scared of because I've just seen so many videos about like, you know, it never actually dissolves and it can like move in your face and whatnot. Botox just like freezes the muscles, which it can be risky if obviously you don't go to someone who's good and obviously like your body might respond differently than someone else's. Anyway, just a quick update, but I did vlog my first time getting it. Um, so yeah, I'm doing that tomorrow. <laughs> I'm excited. Like, yeah, it literally took like, I'm not kidding, three minutes. I was like, what the hell? And she was like, yeah, the regulators just parking the five minute parking. I was like, oh, wow. Anyway, going back to a disgust, bitch. Okay, I just want to let you know from experience, like, maybe it's a trauma response. Maybe she's just built like that. But I feel like I am the queen of, like, getting over someone. More specifically, like, not going back to someone. You know, like, you know when you've kind of been talking to someone and then, like, they do you dirty or whatever. Or you just, like you just kind of realize that this is not benefiting you in any way. And you're like, wow, I can't believe I put up with that shit for so long. Like, even if it's not terrible, it's still just like, sometimes you just are like, ew, or like you're telling your friends the tea and they're like, what are you doing? And you're like, okay, true. But you know, sometimes your emotions are involved and it's just like hard to break away from that. Especially I feel like when you're in the habit of seeing someone all the time, especially like every day, especially if you're also like, being physical with that person or like cuddling with them on the phone with them all the time. Like, you know, it's hard. I feel like not even just to get over them, but just to like figure out how the fuck to spend your time, you know, when you're putting so much energy into like not even a relationship. Sometimes let's be honest. Sometimes it's just your boo, but like it can be hard to just break the habit. Like one time I was talking to this guy that lived so close to me. I could, like, walk to his house, which in L.A. is, like, rare, you know? Unless, like, you're talking to someone in your neighborhood. But it's, like, just, like, for that fact alone, I feel like I was talking to him way longer than I should have just because it was so convenient for us to, like, hang out and be together. But ultimately, that is not worth your mental stability. <laughs> so I just wanted to give you guys, like, a few quick tips to, like, get over someone in that way or like you know I feel like we all want to level up in the sense of like setting boundaries and like not putting up with bullshit and not putting up with bullshit because we're scared to be alone you know um that's why when people are like why are you single like not necessarily to me but just in general like why are you single why are you single it's like, bitch, I would rather be single than be in a toxic relationship or a relationship that's not in my best, not in my best interest. Okay. Like people act like being in a relationship is like the best. It could so easily be so bad. I, I just feel like, like a lot of people act like being single is such a bad thing. And it's like, not like, I don't like, it's not bad to not want to be single, but like. It doesn't have to be this horrible, treacherous thing, you know? Anyway, so number one, <laughs> this is just like quick tips. Number one, bitch, make a list of, this can be like honestly a little triggering, but like make a list of all the shitty things that this guy did to you or like 
even, I mean, maybe it wasn't that dramatic, but like, maybe just make a list of all the times that you felt like, uh, like I could do better or like, damn, I broke this boundary or damn, I did this even though I didn't want to, or, um, I put all this shit aside to go hang out with him just cause he happened to hit me up, you know? Um, so make, honestly, you just, I know I'm trying to be like, be like let's go do this stuff. but honestly just make a list of all the fucked up shit that he did put it in your notes app lock the notes app and then you can just always look to that when he like if he ever hits you up or whatever it really works because it's like you know when someone texts you and you're like oh my god and then they're like oh my god i miss you or like oh i want to see you and you're like okay i guess i was like he didn't treat me that bad whatever Bitch, if you go to the notes app and you look, you're like, you'll get mad again or you'll be reminded and you'll be like, no. Okay. Number two is like, don't check anybody's anything. I have not done this in so long that it shocks me when I see TikToks of like girls being like, when you check his following list and you see he followed a new girl or when he, this one I feel like is for people like way younger than me, but like when you check his snap score and it went up. But you were not snapping it? Like, like, I didn't even know that was a hack. Don't do any of that shit. Like, bro, that is... That is the biggest red flag. Like, if you were in a secure relationship or, like, if this person was making you... Making... If this person was meeting... Meeting your emotional needs... Right? If your emotional needs were being met, they would you would not feel like you had to go out of your way to do that. You know? Take it from me because, bro, again, the fucking attachment style book really changed my life. But it's like I have been in situations where I felt that, like, urgency or that insecurity or, like, that, oh, my God, like, I need to make sure everything's okay. But then I've also been in circumstances where it's like they could not talk to me all night and I don't think a thing. And it's just like, okay, I'll talk to you in the morning or, like, I'll talk to you tomorrow whatever you know so it's just like i think paying attention to how you feel is so important because i mean it's hard if you've never experienced like a secure relationship or secure attachment style or whatever but just know and trust like take it from me bro it's possible to just not feel that way (laughs) Like, not feel that, like, urgency. You're like, I just want to check up on them. Like, what are they doing? Like, who are they following? Like, are they with anybody? Let me watch his story. Whatever. If you're feeling that way, it's a red flag. You need to leave. Him. <laughs> um, what was the tip for that? Don't check their social media. Just don't. Mute them, honestly. Like, if you want to do that, don't. Just mute them. Whatever. Um, okay, also, I heard a bro say recently, like, oh, if she, like, a bro IRL, like, not in a TikTok, like, IRL, was like, he was like, oh, if she responds, that's like, I don't remember what specifically he said, but it was basically like, oh, if she responds to your text at all, that means that, like, you have an in. Like, that means she doesn't have a boyfriend, she doesn't have a man, like, if she responds literally at all. So, like, if a TBT hits you up, I feel like a lot of the time... A lot of the times, especially when a guy is, like, disgusting, they just want to see if they still have access to you and if you would still be down. So, you you know, you'll 
stop hanging out or break up or whatever. But then, like, a few months later, they'll hit you up and they'll be like, oh, like, they'll, like, bring up an inside joke or be like, oh, how have you been? Or, like, they'll react to your story. And that's just a perfect opportunity for you to either not even open it or leave them on scene. But don't even, like, reply. Don't heart it. Don't do anything. Because, like, they just want to see... It's like, it's literally a test. So don't give them that, like, even if you literally were to respond and be like, I hate you, you fucking asshole, they would be like, she's still kidding. I have a name. Even if they're not consciously thinking that bitch, that's just, that's what they feel. (laughs) Trust me. And like, I feel like a lot of times too, especially if things, things ended badly, um, I feel like a lot of people in general think that, like, time is an apology, and it's really not. So, unless someone is really, like, heartfelt, like, I don't know, I just think, I don't, I don't know. Like, people can grow and change, but sometimes it's like, okay, did you, though? You know what I'm saying? For my next tip, I would say, if possible, like, go out and be cute, and not in the sense of, like, oh, you need a rebound or whatever. But I think just, like, first of all, being around people in general, like, gets you out of your he- out of your current headspace, you know, and out of your mind and, like, feel, like, so sad about this guy. Like, I don't know. You could literally not even talk to any guys, but, like, just being out and seeing that there's other people out there physically and just, like, being in a new <laughs> environment at a bar, at a restaurant, wherever, it, like, it really just makes you think, like, oh, okay, I'll be, like, I'll be fine, you know? Um, but yeah, you just honestly have to, like, the more you check up on someone, look at their IG, check who they're following, text them, even though you know you shouldn't be, it's like, it's just going to make it harder for you in the end to get over them. And this is obviously, like, I don't know, take these tips as you want, but I'm talking more so, like, you know, when you're just, like, talking to someone for a while, or, like, hooking up with someone, and then you're like, okay, I need to stop, this isn't for me, or, like, I want more than this, or, like, whatever, like, this isn't necessarily tips I mean, I guess it could be, but it's not necessarily tips for, like, getting over a breakup of your relationship that was five years. Like, you know, I feel like there's a little bit of a difference. But I feel like in general, like, you need to create space and distance. And if you're constantly checking up on someone or you're still talking to them when you're trying to get over them, like, that's just going to make it ultimately harder for you. So let me know if you relate and let me know any of your tips and tricks for getting over either a FWB or a BF or any kind of partner, whatever. Um... Let me know down below. You feel me? Um, don't go back to a biscuit. Bitch, we gotta choose the boredom. We're not choosing suffering. We are choosing the boredom. <laughs> go have an antic with your friends. Oh my god, I can't wait for Leo season though. Like, seriously? God. I'm just like, what's gonna happen though? Oh, we don't. I really don't need this coffee, but I want it. Okay. ASMR coffee. Okay. Um, so I've read more of my book, thank God. Um, the Wisdom of No Escape. And there was this whole chapter about meditation and the specific meditation technique. Um, wait. And basically, like, feeling... 
all of your bad feelings, which, you know, the, the point of this book is kind of like emphasizing that, like opening yourself up to all of the human experience, including the, the quote unquote bad, you know, the, the anger, the sadness, the anxiety, um, open ourselves up to life in all circumstances. And when we embrace all the dualities of life, we, you know, we find, what did, what did she say? We can begin to discover a true wellspring of courageous love that's been within our hearts all along. So this chapter was about, you know, what is it? I feel like I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Shamatha? Shamatha? Um, oh, Tonglin? Let me see. Tonglin practice. The practice of sending and taking. Um, when you do Tonglin, you invite the pain in. That's what opens your eyes. Seeing pain, seeing pleasure, seeing everything with gentleness and accuracy without judging it, without pushing it away. Becoming more open to it. So... Um, It gives you some respect and perhaps some humor that you have. Wait, some respect for the insight and sense of humor that you have. Tonglin takes it that further because you actually invite in not all of, not only all of your unresolved conflicts, confusion, and pain, but also those of other people. Usually, we try to ward off feeling bad, and when we feel good, we would like it to last forever. In Tonglin, though, not only are we willing to breathe in painful things, we are also willing to breathe out our feelings of be- well-being, peace, and joy. We are willing to give these away to share them with others. Tonglin is quite the opposite of the conventional approach. Usually if one is meditating and one really begins to connect with something bigger and feel the sense of inspiration and delight, even walking meditation seems like an an intrusion. Having to clean the toilet and talk with people definitely seems to get in the way of our bliss. The Tonglin approach is, if you feel it, share it. Don't hold on to it. Give it away. Um, So... Basically, it's like if you're feeling bad or whatever, so on your like in-breath, you're just like feeling everything bad at once. And the idea is like, okay, if I feel this, nobody else has to feel this. And then you're breathing out like, yeah, you're willing to acknowledge the suffering of the world. You breathe in so that you can really understand what the Buddha meant when he said that the first noble truth is that life is suffering. What does that mean? With every in-breath, you try to find out by acknowledging the truth of suffering, not as a mistake you made, not as a punishment, but as a part of the human condition. With every in-breath, you explore the discomfort of the human condition, which can be acknowledged and celebrated and not run away from. The essence of the out-breath is the other part of the human condition. With every out-breath, you open. You connect with the feeling of joy, well-being, satisfaction, tenderheartedness, anything that feels fresh and clean, wholesome, and good. That's the aspect of the human condition that we wish were, our, were the whole show. The part that if we could finally clear up all of our problems, we would have as our everyday diet. The menu would read only happiness, no pain here. <laughs> Bitch, I fucking wish. Only Leo season antics every day. <laughs> only your favorite Sunday Funday feeling every day for the rest of your life, I wish. There would be all the things that you think would bring you everlasting happiness. Maybe a little, a little bittersweetness, a few little tears. But definitely no heavy-duty confusion, no dark places, no closet doors that you don't want to open. That's the out-breath, the part that you like. You connect with that, and you breathe it out so that it spreads and can be experienced by everyone. Corona be like, okay, sorry. 
All you need in order to do Tonglen is to have experienced suffering and to have experienced happiness. Even if you've had only one second of suffering in your life, you can do Tonglen. In other words, you are an ordinary human being with pain and pleasure, just like everyone else. However, if you were just like everyone else, you would breathe in the good part and breathe out the bad part. Sometimes that makes a lot of sense, but this path, the path of the warrior, is a lot more daring. You are cultivating a fearless heart, a heart that doesn't close down in any circumstance. It is always totally open, so you could be touched by anything. So, like, it's kind of like, oh my god. You breathe out. Here you visualize, they're like going through the steps. Um, the third step, you breathe, or oh, here you visualize a specific life situation, like a bad one, an uncomfortable one, and you feel it completely. You breathe it in, feeling it completely. It's the opposite of avoidance. You are completely willing to acknowledge and feel pain. Your own pain, the pain of a dear friend, or the pain of a total stranger. And on the out-breath, you let the sense of ventilating and opening, the sense of spaciousness, go out. In other words, suppose there's someone in your life that you can't stand. That TBT bro that you just can't seem to stop. Replying to his damn says, stop. <laughs> um, the very thought of whom brings up all kinds of negative feelings. Um... You decide to do Tonglen to work with feeling more open and brave and gentle in that particular situation. So you think of that person and up come those awful feelings, and when you're breathing in, you connect with them. Their quality and texture and just how they grab your heart. It's not just that you try to figure them out. You feel... No, it's not that you try to figure them out. You just feel the pain. Then on the out-breath, you relax, let go, open up, ventilate the whole thing. But you don't luxuriate in that for very long, because when you breathe in again, it's back to the painful feeling. You don't get completely trapped, drowned in that, because next, the next time you breathe out, you open and relax and share some of that sense of space again. You don't prefer the pain to the pleasure or the pleasure to the pain. You go back and forth continually. You're breathing in the pain, but now you think to yourself, let me feel it so that no one else on the whole world, on the whole earth has to feel it. This pain can be of benefit to others because I can be courageous enough to feel it fully so no one else has to. On the out-breath, you say, let me give away something good or true that I ever f that I ever feel any sense of humor, any sense of enjoying the sun coming up and going down, any sense of delight in the world at all. So everyone else may share in this and feel it. <laughs> this practice will still introduce you to the whole idea that you can feel both suffering and joy, that both are part of being human. If people are willing even for one second a day to make an aspiration to use their own pain and pleasure to help others, they're actually able to do that much more. Dude, I feel like it's just like so true though because I feel like literally everything that we do in our life is like to either feel good or like to avoid feeling bad, you know? And like, I think that's so true. It's like we all, I feel like a lot of us subconsciously think like, okay, if I could just, if I do this, then all my problems will be gone. Once I do this, I'll be happy. Once I do this, I won't have to feel that bad feeling anymore. And it's like the bad feelings. I mean, okay, obviously like there's a difference between having like crippling mental health issues or like going through something traumatic or, you know, I don't know. Like there's a difference between situations that can be improved and then like just being a human and we all like are sad sometimes or like experience a bad feeling sometimes you know it's like there's like systemic issues that need to be fixed <laughs> and a lot of people would like their lives would improve just from that but then you know i just i had to say that <laughs> anyway 
Um, yeah. So, it's like just reminding yourself, like, it's okay. <laughs> Which I guess is the whole point of this book, right? Like, it's okay to feel pain, to feel suffering, to not feel good, like, to not be completely blissed out and happy all the time. And that's why. I, so much of the like fake positivity stuff just like pisses me off because it really does create these like unrealistic expectations of like I don't know like what life looks like if you join my 12-week program or even like back in the vegan days you know so many people just would create this like unrealistic image of veganism and like that your life is just gonna oh you'll have no health problems ever at all and you'll be so skinny and your skin will be so clear and like you will really find divine spirituality. And it's like, okay, I mean, maybe some people experience that, but like, bottom line, you can never truly escape your problems, your pain, your suffering, your bad moods, your annoyances. Like, you just can't. It's part of being a human. And also I feel like that is kind of, it's kind of a relief because it's like, okay, we're all humans. So even if you think someone's like the most poppin' bitch, it's like, okay, they still have issues. They're still human. They still have bad days. It's so like cheesy and corny, but it's like, it's so easy to forget that, you know? And then especially social media just adds this whole other layer of like, you know, people either intentionally or unintentionally, like making their life look a certain way, you know, look better than it is or look perfect or like, like they have no problems, whatever. But it's like, bitch, everybody does. So embrace it. Like me at me. God. It's like easy to feel that. It's easy to accept that when you feel good. But then it's like when you feel bad. It feels like it's going to last forever. And you're just like, wow, did I fall off? Like, what the fuck happened? But yeah. So I would definitely recommend this book, to be honest. I like the ideas. I like the vibes. Almost done with it too, so anyway, let me know what your thoughts are on any of the topics that I discussed today. Let me know what you want me to talk about in next week's episode. And I think I'm gonna wrap things up here, y'all. I have no more thoughts in my brain. Except I just need to get my life together before I leave day after tomorrow. So we gotta pack, we gotta clean, we gotta uh, It's gonna be fine. Like it's just a little quick trip. I'm gonna make a vlog titled Someone with a BBL goes to their hometown. I'm so excited. Like, I want to create, like, an antic vlog, but, like, in my hometown. I'm going to try. Like, that's my goal. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.